and welcome to the latest episode of the Fantasy Fitbar Pod. We are the podcast that talks about Scottish football through the unique lens of fantasy football. My name is John and I'm joined as ever by a man who this year hasn't received a dildo through Secret Santa or have you, Scobie? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. That's going to seem very random for anyone listening to this. It's just an, it's, an, ongoing, it's, an ongoing Christmas joke. An like. ongoing Christmas joke that Scobie every year will receive that sexual object. In the middle of an restaurant. <laughs> but we obviously can't do that this year, can we, Scobie? Which is gutting. So instead, instead, we're here chatting to you listeners about Scottish football and fantasy football Scotland. Now, Scobie, this week there has been hee-haw news since last time. So we're going to dive straight in to the Fantasy Fitbar Pods team of the season. We're now into the midfield. Do you want to just remind the listeners who we had in goals in the defence? Uh, yes, if I get it right. Uh, <laughs> I believe we settled on Seagrest in goals. Put you on the spot there, haven't I? And then we had Tab Goldson, Tommy Hoban, and who was the last? Big Decky. Big Decky Gallagher. Big Decky Gallagher. The team. Yeah, I've got to be asking myself why we didn't put Paul McGinn in it after his exploits again at the weekend. But I'm sure we'll get onto that in part two. Yeah, maybe we get to recount all of our decisions at the end. When we announce the final team. <laughs> He's made yeah. changing a decision as things go on. But yes, into the midfields. Um, do you want to kick us off this week, John? Who is your first nomination? I think even despite the last month in which he's had COVID, um, you know, been, been around COVID, so hasn't been able to play for that, he got, did get sent off in his most recent game, which we dis- discussed was a harsh second yellow, I thought, with John Obika elbowing him in the face. Uh, but apparently that's <laughs> <laughs> I think Lewis Ferguson, for his value and for the amount of goals he's scored, um, you know, he's on penalties, he's scored two rakers from outside the box, He's now at 4.7 million. I think he started about 4 million at the start of the yeah, season. Yeah, he was at 4.1, I think. Yeah. And also, uh, he's won the most penalties in the league this season. He's won three penalties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, so not missed, that, and not missed a penalty either, I don't think. Exactly. I, I think it's hard to dispute him not being in our midfield so far. What do you think? No, absolutely. He was, he was probably going to be my first. And also probably my pick of the season, or transfer of the season, personally. <laughs> I think I brought him in just as that run got going. Uh, yeah, 73 points. He is uh, midfielder number two. And as you say, and that is after a, a pretty heinous November and start to December. So we hope that he's going to get a bit better because, yeah, I think Ferguson, Ferguson is nailed on. Yep, nailed on. So I've gone for it. That's my first pick there. Scobie, we'll put this one on to you. Who is number two in the Fantasy Football Pod midfield of the season? Well, I have to say, I think Ferguson probably is uh, the obvious one, and there maybe is one other obvious name. I won't go to that name yet. I'll leave that one till the end. I actually think it's quite interesting in the field because nobody's really stood up and said, you know, they're, they're, the, they're, the, they're the sort of first pick or, or everybody needs something in their team. There's been a bit of a season up the ups and downs in midfield. So with that in mind, I'm actually going to throw a name in there. Had a very, very strong start to the season. Um, Scottish footballing stalwart Chris Burke at Kilmarnock and he remains um, the sixth highest scoring midfielder 
mm. bearing in mind he's now injured and has missed a few games and Kamark have been on a poor run, which I would actually point to has coincided with him being out mm. or not playing. Um, but yeah, 56 points. Um, people were kind of looking at you a bit oddly if you picked Chris Burke at the start of the season, but he's just been phenomenal. He scored some absolute parallels as well, and he's, and he's made that Killy team better. Yeah, he, I think he got the world record for the number of assists last year in a single game with six in a cup match, and that was sort of the precursor mm. for what he was this season, and he's been brilliant. Uh, yeah. I completely agree with, you know, Killy's form, I think we'll come on to it, they've lost five of the last six games, and it's co- coincided with Burke's fitness being poorer. Mm. Uh, so he's at six. Is he gonna? Yeah. Yeah. Is he gonna be there for enough? Um, I had him down as sort of my my mentionables, but you know, on the periphery of the team that I'd be happy to put in. But if you're if you're wanting them in, then then we'll, we'll put. Okay, them in. let's go through all the names first. We can maybe we can maybe circle back to him. But I I do think Chris Burke okay. is, is is worth a pop. Okay. Uh, number two I had was Elianusi. He's the only midfielder to score a hat-trick this season. He's 4.5 million, which is just mad cheap for a Celtic midfielder that's playing on the wing. And in the last few weeks, he has begun to return quite nicely. Um, And I think, you know, we've not got any Celtic players in defence or keeper. And we're probably not going to have a striker. So I think if we're going to get one Celtic player in here, I think this is the man. I absolutely agree with you. Honestly, is one of mine as well. He had a frustrating and pretty inconsistent start to the season. We were, we were lamenting him for scoring in every competition apart from the Premiership. Um, but he has found his, found his scoring boots. And um, yeah, it's the value, though, as well. I mean, he's cheaper than, you know, the likes of Chris Burke. And he started basically every game for Celtic this season. So, yes, I agree. Elianissi, he's in the team. Great. Who's your next on your list? Well, it's Ryan Kent, because um, I don't think you can overlook the top scoring midfielder. Um, a lot of those points came at the start. I think if this was, as I think was the case with quite a few people, you know, eight weeks into the season, nine weeks into the season, he's absolutely, he's, he's probably vying for vice captaincy within that side even as well. If we've already given Tav the captain's armband. But he's, he has just slowed up. Um, and it's not that he's been, he's, he's been playing poorly. I think he's continued to play really well for Rangers, but um, just not many goals are assessed from the moment that you brought him in. in <laughs> <laughs> he went on that absolutely stinking six-match run with no uh, goals or assists. Um, has had a goal and two assists since then. But again, last two games, no goals, no assists. And Rangers are scoring goals quite freely, so... That's a bit of a concern, and he's quite expensive, but I think Ryan Kent has got to be in that team. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, he had the John Moore curse on him, uh, the Farce Hat curse of no returns in the six <laughs> games, burning a hole in my pocket for those six weeks he was at the premium price that he's at. Um, it's, it's, it's difficult with him, isn't it? He tends to be the pass before the pass often, like, often in the Rangers attack, which is great for Rangers, but not great for fans of football Scotland no. going out. No. Uh, he's had the third most shots in the league as well so he's, he is trying he scored that uh, deflected 25 uh, yard goal against Aberdeen as well recently which you alluded to so he is in there I mean I suppose your other options Rangers midfield wise what Scott Arfield who I'm just not sure started consistently enough to get no. in team of the season no I don't want us to look back on team of the half season later down the line and we've picked somebody 
didn't play. Uh, so, okay, so we'll, we'll go Ken, and then I'm going to chuck a couple of other names at you here. You okay. got Martin Boyle, who's obviously scored two in the last two games. He's sort of come back from the dead. He was quite like Kent, actually. Scored a lot early on in the season, then did absolutely hee-haw. And then is now, <laughs> is now looking good. And he's now on penalties as well at him, which is huge. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about him potentially. And then other um, honourable mentions goes to Wotherspoon at uh, St. Johnston. I think he's been great. Uh, Alan Forrest popped up with a, as many goals as Breeder this season. I know his Breeder's been injured for most of it, but that's pretty sure. amazing. Sure. And uh, O'Hara's been good at Motherwell. So what, what do we do with... I think we've got three nailed. Where's our, where's our fourth one going, Scobie? Um, I mean, I'm going to get called out for just not picking Hibs players again after the McGinn fiasco. But um, I just think based on value, none, none of them do it for me more than Chris Burke. And I think from what, what he did, from where he's playing at his age, um, was just phenomenal at the start of the season. So I, I, I personally would like to stick with him, but that is up to me. I mean, you're going, formation-wise, you were you were talking about, uh, are we sticking with a 4-4-2? We're here? sticking with 4-4-2. I'm happy with that, because I know we're going to have one man up top from Hibs, absolutely, yeah. um, you know, leading the line. So I'm happy with uh, going with Chris Burke. I think that's a good shout, Scobie. I'm, I'm Let's happy. agree on Chris Burke, it is. Sorry, there Hibs fans. Nothing so that's our four in midfield. It's Lewis Ferguson, Elianusi, Ryan Kent, and Chris Burke. You know, that's not bad because you could actually get, in real life, you get Ferguson sitting in front of the fence and then the other three just running right in front of them. Yeah, it would not be a bad team at all, would it? And that concludes part one. Welcome back to part two of this week's Fantasy Fitbar Pod. This is the part where Scobie takes us around the grounds of Scotland. What caught your fancy this weekend, Scobie? Uh, good weekend of action, I thought, uh, all in all. Four games on Saturday, two games on Sunday, as has become the norm, with Celtic and Rangers playing um, in the Europa League. So, Saturday, first game I want to go to. For all those Hibs fans that are still reeling off the fact I've not yet picked a Hibs player in my half <laughs> season, um, we'll go to Hibs. Because uh, Hibs entered game week 17, which is quite mad in itself, 17 weeks, Jesus, um, off the back of a victory at Motherwell. Mm. Tantalising fixture, you would have said, against Hamilton to look forward to. Jamie Murphy uh, made way due to injury. Um. How did it go? Well, we had an early penalty after a foul on Fortress, which, as we talked about previously, gave Boyle an opportunity to make it two in two, which he did. Hooray. Five on the season for him. And sort of finally beginning to justify that price tag, isn't he? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think he is. I think he is, especially now he's on penalties and scoring them, and he's got a bit of confidence back in his game. Really exciting for Hybees and also for Fantasy Football Scotland owners that have him in their team. And for Australian uh, Socceroos supporters. <laughs> of course. I always find it so weird that he's Australian. Anyway, um, Deutsch, 
and then almost made it um, two, but for a, a good save from Fulton. I think Fulton's probably the unluckiest keeper in the league, given he's actually quite good and has played quite well all season. Um, yeah, has just been on the end of shellicking. Um, but Doji has found his shooting boots recently, um, too, as well as his good friend Boyley. Um, and two and two for him as well. Curtis yeah. Wright sets him up. Uh, and I thought Wright and Dodge both played very well this week. Yeah, yeah. I think I was actually looking at Wright as a fantasy football Scotland perspective, uh, whether he's now an option. And, you know, it's only his first return, I think, first assist of the season. So I'm going to say that's one to watch. And he's also still 4.4 million. Who really caught my eye in the Hibernian midfield is Melker Halberg. Now, he's only 2.8 million and he's on set pieces at Hibs now. Yeah. Yeah. And if you've got Dodge leaping like a salmon, as he was <laughs> there, and big Kev Iron Nisbet banging them in, I mean, that's going to be assist. A big Welsh salmon. <laughs> um, no, it'll be Dodge, actually. And this is uh, not the Dodge we went to Ibiza with. This is, this is Dodge, Christian Dodge. Uh, he is now, interestingly, second top scoring striker. Did you know that? Wow. 54 points. Kind of quietly got there. Because he's, you know, been living in the shadow of Nisbet, but starting to score some goals again. I think I think Nisbet's now overtaken him in terms of value. But um, yeah, certainly interesting with Dodge. We always liked him at the start of the season. I think we talked about him a lot at the start. Yeah, so, I suppose in the last couple of weeks, Dodge has been slightly concerning just due to that rotation risk. But if he's back in the eleven and now cheaper than Nisbet, then you yeah. know, I, I saw a lot of teams go uh, front two of Dodge and Nisbet this, uh, this weekend, and they were well rewarded with yeah. that. You like to look at that strike force up there for him. So, I mean, Dodge, Nisbet, Boyle, and they're all pretty industrious. Dodge, the least of them, I'd say, a bit more central, isn't he? But, but you know, Nisbet was everywhere again, about to once that. But, you know, you like to look at them going forward, guys like, I think, Gullen and Murphy and stuff coming off the bench or playing when they get rotated in. Um, yeah, it's quite exciting, actually. I think goals to come from Hibs. Talking of goals, Paul McGinn rifled one in to make it three. Um, John McGinn-esque, I would say. And then, um, and then, as I was saying there, Kevin Nisbet, who, of course, is the highest-owned player in fantasy football Scotland. I love that we can see the ownership stats in, in the new app, just as a side note. I think that's great. Uh, and yes, he is the highest-owned player. Uh, he, he got the fourth. It's 11 goals of the season for him. Um, and as I was saying there, he is the top scorer in strikers with 72. Pretty good. Hamilton are awful. Um, that's the highlight there. Um, I think Hamilton yeah, were poor. I thought Hibs were playing some sexy, sexy football. I mean, viva lad Jack Ross if he's playing like that every week. Yeah. Four different goal scorers as well. It's really exciting. Yeah. When it went through a bit of a downturn, a bit of a dip, and we've said that we've seen this from Jack Ross teams in the past, but, um, you know, they're coming into a bit of form and nice-looking run of fixtures in December. So, um, really good. And the thing, Hibs assets, you know, you're definitely going back to them. I imagine everybody's maybe got one. I actually don't. Again, maybe I do have something personal against them. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think definitely be, be looking to bring some in. Word yeah. on Hamilton, uh, next week's game against Ross County is huge. Obviously, all of these ties between these clubs are going to be massive, I think, from here on out. Um, and I quite like Ross Callahan's prospects here. You brought him in this week, didn't you? 
I did. I brought Callahan in. There's a few guys floating around that three million value, but it was a toss up between him and uh, McGrath at St Mirren. They're both on penalties and both scoring goals. And unfortunately for me this week, it was McGrath and not Callahan who scored. But I'm not going to panic with Callahan because thanks to your advice, I do agree that he's a decent investment there at three million. So I will stick with him, especially yeah, if we count the They've they've got Livingston the the week after as well. I mean, these are like yeah. cup finals for for Hamilton. Um, so you consider them and. You know, if they can be tight at the back, uh, if you've got a dolphin in your team, maybe you maybe you rotate them in, maybe you start them. Um, so, yeah, a couple of really big games for Hampton coming up. Um, Livingston, on to them next, following on the Saturday fixtures. Uh, got their first win last week under the very impressive Martindale, as we talked about. Uh, looking to follow up against Saints this weekend, who won six and drawn five in their past 11. Unbeaten in 11, mm. so it seems. Pretty, pretty impressive, and that kind of happened quietly in the past. So, not an easy task, or was it? Uh, kept the same team that dispatched Dundee United last week. Um, it was pretty turgid stuff in the first half. Kane went close. Uh, Kane, who'd obviously scored against Celtic, uh, went close with a header, grazed the bar. Uh, Wallerspoon had a bit of a pop from outside the box, so it was probably more Saints um, that were leading things in the first half. And then, young Josh Mullen... Uh, he's not been starting all that regularly this season. Started and flowed in a fantastic free kicks, uh, which he obviously takes. He's on set pieces. Um, and that man, John Guthrie, headed in. Third goal of the season for Guthrie. Oh, I mean, Guthrie is just an outstanding piece of value in fantasy football Scotland. We've talked about a lot on this podcast. In my recent wildcard score, what did I do? I took him out. Like a mug, took him out. Guys, if you need a if you need a less than two and a half million pound defender, get John Guffrey in there. That's three goals as Scooby says this season, um, and Livy do keep a few clean sheets, and he's got a real eye for goal. A word on uh, Josh Mullen, Scooby, you picked up there three yeah, million pounds on free kicks, and he's less than one percent owned. So people are looking for a differential. That could be your answer. Absolutely. Uh, you've, you've you've stolen you've stolen the words that are about to come out of my mouth. Well, first off, Kane, Kane did, let's just go through the action of the game. Kane, Kane responded, again, it was his second in two games, as we said, six minutes later, so it was pretty frantic end-to-end stuff in the second half. It was Wotherspoon, again, the architect. Wotherspoon, who's just been fantastic, as, we, as we've talked about. Uh, Kane is 4.8 million for reference. Uh, and then Robinson scored the winner. Lovely move. Again, came from a Josh Mullen ball. So two, two assists from him. Um, he's only just started playing, but he's he's played the full ninety the last two weeks, uh, and therefore two wins. So maybe he is one to watch. And you've, and you've got to think that Martindale is obviously the new manager, and probably first game in maybe didn't put, put his full imprint of the team. But I imagine second game in, he's that's his that's the team he wants to start. So if Mullen's been starting under that, then Martindale, as they say, from the jail will be starting Josh Mullen week in week out. Um, yeah, definitely. Nice uh, prospect there, Josh Mullen. Keep your eyes on him. Into Sunday's action, Celtic, to focus on them, came into this context, uh, contest off the back of a win for once um, in Europe, 3-2 over Lille, um, which ever so slightly eased the pressure on Lenin. Um, interesting stat on Kilmarnock. In the last six games, they would be second bottom in the table. With three points, and, and and this and this there is a podcast, a fantasy football Scotland podcast, and it might be us 
that keep saying Kilmarnock are great investments, Scobie. I think we've got to take a bit of blame here, mate. <laughs> I know. I think be covering my eyes with my hands if I was to listen back to um, five or six weeks ago. Because it just looked like such a good run of fixtures as well. I'm just not sure what covering your eyes with your hands would do when you're uh, listening to our pod. But, uh... No, I don't know. <laughs> Soak up the tears or something, maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, awful. Uh, don't know what's going on at Kelly. To, to just go, to run through this game anyway, a few changes uh, for Celtic, if you've not been keeping track of that. Hazard, the new man between the sticks. Barkas, who was the man they kind of splashed out on. Um, in the summer to replace Bain is on the bench now. Um, so a bit of a merry-go-round there of goalkeepers. Uh, Sorrow and Turnbull had both obviously started in Europe when they got the wins, so they remained um, in the starting lineup as well. Um, Turnbull, interestingly, is only four million these days because he's not really been playing much since he signed from Motherwell. That's cheap, eh? That's really cheap. Very cheap. And if he keeps playing, you know, and clearly he's had an effect on them, you know, as we go about to go into um, four million. I mean, between him and Elie Moussi, that's just a... That's where you go, because did you not bring in a different Celtic midfielder for this game week's going? Yeah, we'll get into that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, actually in the game, Elie Moussi, a bit hesitant with an early chance, did have an opportunity. Danny Rogers, who I thought was a fantastic all game, made a great save. Um, Denying Julien from a Turnbull cross. Tur- Turnbull was just at the heart of everything. He was, he was the beating heart of Celtic and playing with confidence, which was great to see after, you know, only sort of getting the second start in a row. He's had appearances off the bench. I think he has had one other start. Um, but yeah, he was, he was just fantastic. Put one in for Edouard, um, who almost hammered it in. Can't even remember the last time Edouard scored. Um, so surprise, surprise. He missed. In open play, definitely. It's <laughs> unbelievable. You go back to like, so one of my friends, triple captain, did in that first game of the season when he got the hat trick. It just looks so inspired. Genius. What a yeah. grace. I know. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, no, Rogers was really solid, I was saying though, but Ellie finally broke the deadlock um, thanks to a massive ricochet. Um, mm. But another goal for Ellie Nussi, which I'm sure pleased a lot of people. Uh, and then Shane Duffy somewhat for, forgotten and comical man um, made it to, you know, say what you want about him, he's a woeful defender, but he certainly knows how to bag with his, with his heat. Yeah. Um, well, that's it. I mean, in fantasy football Scotland, there's no points uh, or deductions for shelling the ball into row Z when you're trying to play it to your winger. Uh, fortunately for Duffy, but actually he does remain in fantasy football Scotland relevance when starting for Celtic because I thought that was quite a sort of Brian Rice style heater into the box. Yeah. Uh, bottom corner of the goal, should I say? Sorry, I thought it was excellent. Yeah, it, it was. It was. He can score certainly, and you know if they get a bit more confidence about them, they they are going to get clean sheets. Um, well, you say that, Kobe, but that was their first clean sheet in nine games. Nine. <sighs> Just sounds wrong, doesn't it? Mm. How does it come to that? Um, yes, you're right. I had made. Um, a few movements to bring in Ryan Christie and, I, and I'm not being too hard on myself here because I do think Ryan Christie's going to have a very good December he's mm. going to score a lot of goals um, so I moved things around to bring him in um, I brought in John Abika as well I think it's great value um, but yes Christie was on the bench straight away 
Um, and then I texted you, I think, during the game and said, I'm, I'm still confident. I think I can see him coming on and, and bagging one anyway. Um, and he almost did, I think, was sort of the last kick of the game. Um, but yeah, I'll, t- I'll, I'll take my minus four on the chin. Um, it's, it's difficult as well. I wish I'd given you advice because Celtic have got obviously the cup final. I mean, I don't need to tell you, Scobie, it's the JITs this weekend, which we're all hoping aside from Gorgie does the business there. But, um, you know, that means no game week for Celtic this weekend. So you've taken a minus four to get in a guy that's worth, you know, seven odd million pounds in your midfield and he's now not starting. This you're weekend, under, you underestimate me, John. I've already planned out this week's team, don't worry. <laughs> uh, I, I just think on Celtic and, you know, there's, there's obviously um, no game this weekend, so it's whether you hold or sell them. But the, all the values in midfield, right? As you said, Scobie, it's Turnbull and it's Elianusi. And then it's maybe a wing back. And Greg Taylor started this game. Where, where, where has he, where's he been the last month or so? Yeah, I know exactly. I know it's, uh, well, Laxalt, they, they kind of rested, didn't they? And he does still seem the one. Um, I've still got Frimpong. So I well, I thought Frimpong had a, was unlucky. He had a great strike from about 20 yeah. yards. A really good save, as you said. Uh, Danny Rogers had a really good game for Killy. And just a final word on this game. I mean, Cabamba nearly scored right at the end, eh? Just dropped in six box, six yards, and he's just toe-punted it straight at the keeper. Yeah, yeah. They're just in a rut, Killy, aren't they? Yeah. Um, I think people are starting to move away from the new drop Kilty and stuff. Cabamba, you kind of hope that he can get it back, but even, even my confidence is waning in him, so... Hey, this is the fantasy football life. You just have to take the waves as they come. Um, and, uh, and, and this is just a bad run for them. So, highlights of the other games. Um, still no Nicky Clark for Dundee United. Um, and maybe that's the problem, uh, considering he's the only person who seems to be able to score for them. Um, the re- latest casualty of the Rangers juggernaut. See what I did there? No. Nope. Yeah, uh, you missed that. <laughs> the juggernaut as in the jurors yeah okay oh the oh that's awful that's so oh, bad that's cute that's cute I've got better one coming the line caller uh, was the Arabs but they did manage to score which is um, which is not an easy task against that Rangers defence and what their fourth goal conceded uh, it was a lovely strike from Liam finish uh, Liam Smith to finish it off Um Alfredo Morella should have been red carded. An absolute shocker. Um, and I, I would, when I was writing these notes up, I said, I, I reckon he might get cited. He has been cited. And I believe he's going to be banned for two matches. Mm. Um, but the free kick, if you've not seen it, James Tavernier's free kick is fucking phenomenal. It is a thing of pure beauty. Yeah, there's it? no no keeper in the world saving that, is it? No. It's absolutely outrageous. From that far out, the dip on it, the swerve on it, it's quite quite sensational. Yeah. So it's a shame when you know Morelos has now been cited for two games. The game was nil nil when that happened. It'd be interesting, you know. Dundee United don't get the points. Mm. Don't exactly. get the impact exactly. of that happening. And um, it's uh, and it's a really what you see. He just lines them up. He's looking directly at the player the whole time. And, and actually sort of misses with the elbow and tries to catch him with the hand. It's just like, it's, just the, it's the Alfredo Morales we've not seen for a while. It generally used to come out at Pataudry um, when people were, you know, telling his mum was a mattress and whatnot. Um, but yeah, it was just just not nice. And he's, he's just not been great this year, Morales, either. He's not the talisman that they kind of need him to be. You're actually starting to think, are they better without him? Are they better with Bruce playing there instead? 
um, interesting. Should have cashed, cashed in when they had the fifty million pound offers or what it was called from Barcelona. Eh? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, stunning goal for Tav. The points just keep on rolling in, even if they don't get a clean sheet. Uh, and then a, an assist for him um, off the head of Connor Goldson, or should I say, Goldson? Oh God, you're on you're on shocking form tonight. <laughs> Um, funny moment, Shanklin completely missed the ball at one point. Um, I'm pretty glad I removed him. No, he's still not scored yet. Um, and I think we have a long, hard look at yourself if he's still in your team at this point. Uh, Aberdeen were without Ferguson again. This time, um, what was it he was out for this time? Injured? Didn't feel no, he was suspended from that suspended dodgy red card that we were talking about. Uh, so he was out. Uh, McCrory was in. The big news from here, from a fantasy football Scotland perspective, was Cosgrove was on the bench. I know. Yeah, Curtis Main started instead and took his chance very well. Scored uh, early on. We tap in from a corner about six yards out. Good predator instinct. And then even better predator instinct in the second half. He turned and struck a very clean shot into the top bin. So I'd be struggling to see how Derek McInnes can drop him ahead of uh, Kilmarnock's visit this weekend. Uh, I'll maybe ask you about that in section three because I am quite concerned about that Cosgrove news. Um, and yeah, I, did, I thought Maine was fantastic. Ross County, um, just, it's just not great at the moment, is it? It's not kicked on. Uh, another three losses in a row, now onto another bad run of form. Uh, they've only scored 10 goals this year. It's not great. Yeah. You, you talked about Ross Stewart's really poor uh, XG conversion or seven big chances missed this season, and that's really. Um, and he had another one. He had another one this, the you know, against Aberdeen as well, um, which you just think him with a bit more confidence probably would have scored. So that's eight now. Um, talking now, they've also conceded eight penalties this year, which is three more than anyone else. Mm. Fun fact about Ross County. Um, and then what's going on in Motherwell? So well, St Mirren made it three losses and a draw in their last four. They had a really good October. We were getting quite excited about them. And it's been pretty awful since then. Uh, they've, been, they've been pish. And um, they look kind of out of ideas. And there's only so many games you can say, oh, they were unlucky here or unlucky there. Or it wasn't mm. quite going for them. Uh, in which case, I'm saying, you know, you've got to start dropping their fantasy football uh, Scotland players. It's time to sell, isn't it? Certainly up front, they said uh, Tony Watt can't seem to finish his dinner. He had a good, good run patch. Uh, Devontae Cole uh, is a big miss for them, but that guy can't seem to stay fit. Yeah. And they don't really seem to have any wingers. Um, no, they're kind of playing, creating anything. Playing Lang and Long kind of wide where they can, but they're both not really wingers, are they? They're more strikers, so it's just a bit, I don't know. Yeah. They're, they're, they're so desperate, they even chucked Hasty on towards the end of this game. So. <laughs> Hasty, yeah, he, he was the original Fars hat curse, wasn't he? He was. He yeah. Was. Um, John Obika's back for St Mirren. We, we did talk about that last week. Um, and he's now back in my team. Um, he was 3.9 million at the point of me bringing him in. And I just fancy a great December for him. I, he's actually up to 4 million already. Um, he almost scores. He creates that chance that McGrath follows up and does score. Um, and we did like the look at McGrath note that one down um, but yeah I just I fancy Obika we've talked about there's a nice little run of fixtures in and amongst some tough games um, he's a big presence um, similarly to Kabamba you wouldn't want to be 
a beakhead after a, after a long Christmas. So um, yeah. I definitely am excited about him. Superb. Is that round up? Uh, that rounds us off. That is it. Game week 17. Done and dusted. Welcome back to part three of this week's Fantasy Football Scotland pod. Um, This is the part where we look forward, particularly taking into account uh, the Twitter sphere's questions and Scobie is put under the spotlight. How are you feeling Mm. about it? Scobie. So, uh, the first question um, is from Stevie on Twitter. And he's asked about no Celtic game this weekend. What do you do with the players? Do you uh, keep them, put them on your bench, or do you sell them? Um, good question. I have a very green bench this week. I've sort of managed to just um, work it so that I can retain all three of my Celtic players. As you mentioned, I brought in Christy. Um, and I can still get a full team out. Um, and a team I'm quite happy with. And that's without making a transfer. So I think you should be able to manage it for one week because Celtic have got such a good December coming up. Mm. I'm pretty worried as a Hearts fan going into the Cup final, must be honest, because they have now had those two wins. And, you know, what, what, what else would, would sort of raise the spirits than a, than a, than a Cup final yeah. win? So it's, it's all trending in the wrong direction for us. So keep them, um, from my point of view, and just try and make it work. Yeah, yeah, I definitely say keep the midfield. I am considering, I have to admit, taking out Frimpong, chucking in McGinn, and then, um, you know, that might be my move is to get another player. But certainly keep the midfielders is what we're thinking. Scooby, I believe you've got a question for me this week. I do, I do. Well, as we began to talk about there, Curtis Main replaced um, Sam Cosgrove up top for Aberdeen, was very, very good. What do I do with seven point two million pounds, Sam Cosgrove in my team? Uh, is it? I, th- I think it's, I think it's it's quite straightforward, and I'll give you the straightforward answer, and I'll explain myself. I think it's sell Sam Cosgrove. I know we've been banging the drum about buying, but it's there's um there's no there's no reward for stubbornness in fantasy football. If you get it a call wrong, you've got it wrong. Um, I don't think anyone would argue that. Cosgrove's potential to be better and his impact on games and potential to score goals is better than Curtis Main's, but he needs a time out of the team. And Curtis Main came in and was really good against Ross County, um, offered a bit different, scored a brace. So I struggle to see Cosgrove coming in to the starting lineup this weekend off that. And at 7.2 mil, you just can't afford to have a rotation risk of a striker in fantasy football Scotland. Well, I guess that part two of my question then is. Is Curtis, Curtis Main worth bringing in? He's four point eight million. I mean, he'd free up a lot of money in your in your team. He would free up a lot of money in your team. Well, I'm also team. looking at Kabamba, who's also four point eight million. Mm. So no, 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 Kilmarnock. We've had enough Kilmarnock on this pod. <laughs> right? No, you 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 good cancelling. You've helped me there. I'm, I'm just I'm disappointed. I really thought Big Sam was going to be great coming back and. So am I. I've got him in my team. I don't even know if I'm going to sell him yet. But that's my advice. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm going to sell him. He's going to start and score about four. 
Oh, disaster. Disaster. Um, then the only other question we had was from FPL Mikey, and this is about uh, Josh Doig being finished as a fantasy football Scotland asset. Yes, Mikey, he is done because he doesn't really play anymore. But here's the question for you, Scobie. Right. Who should Mikey replace him with? He's about two and a half mil. About two and a half million? Mm. Oof. That is a good question. Um, you're probably not going to get anyone that's as good value as that now, are you? The values have moved around so much. I mean, having a look at this now, Greg Taylor's 2.6. Mm. So he wouldn't be the worst person to have for the odd game he does play, but I don't think he's going to start that much. Um, probably, uh, it's probably your man John Guthrie, isn't it? I was going to say John Guthrie, um, and if you can move up slightly in price um, to, you know, a Paul McGinn of this world at three point three million, that would be the way forward. But yeah, John Guthrie, I think, is a great, great bargain shout there. And interestingly, so, Nicky Devlin's only, you know, ten points behind John Guthrie, forty-two points on the season. He's two point two million as well. Now the Livingston. Defence the option, so yeah, there there's some all right, um, you know, cheaper options out there, but you, you're just gonna have to pick your weeks. Value, value. All value. right. Thanks for getting in touch, as always, listeners. Scooby, do you want to run us through the fantasy Fitbar pod league? Yep, I'll keep it quick. Um, it was um, 49 points for me after taking the minus four. So Great and quite high-scoring week. Uh, 64 points for you, John. You had a very good week. Well done. Top scorer in the league was Haji Honor, Craig Morrison. I think that was a former um, table topper. 80 points. Good week. But the exciting news is, John, we have another new leader. Winnie, Winnie lose or draw with 996 points after scoring 79 this week, almost the top scorer, wow. um, has, um, has replaced Cabbage and Ribs. So we, three weeks running, um, Winnie Loser Draw is now our, is now our league leader. That's Andrea Koppel. Well done, Andrea. Uh, I've actually got a new uh, second place, What's Up Deck, Fraser Boyle, who is snuck into second. Asika Jordan is in free fall. So there you we, go. It's getting exciting in the Fantasy Football Pod League. Um, people are going to be breaking a thousand uh, points this weekend, which is exciting. Um, so, yeah. Definitely. We have the most exciting league in Europe here, Scobie. Eight points separate the top three. Fluid. <laughs> so, well, we're at the pod. Uh, thanks very much for listening as always listeners do follow us at fitbapod we're trying to shout a thousand listeners before 2021 go on help us get there that'd be amazing we'd really put a smile on our faces and thank you everyone for your support as ever your listening your tweets everything it's uh, it's, it's just good stuff all right cheerio until next time all the best of the weekend troops <laughs> <laughs>